Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy. We're living in God's Word. Today we're going to be reading 2 Samuel chapter 19 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. Review key takeaways and end our session with a prayer. Job was told, The king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. And for the whole army, the victory that day was turned into mourning. Because of that day the troops heard it said, The king is grieving for his son. The men stole into the city that day as men steal and who are ashamed when they flee from battle. The king covered his face and cried out loud, Oh, my son, Absalom, oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Then Job went into the house to the king and said, Today you have humiliated all you men who have just saved your life and the lives of your sons and daughters and the lives of your wives and concubines. You love those who hate you and hate those who love you. You have made it clear today that the commanders and their men mean nothing to you. I see that you would be pleased if Absalom were alive today and all of us were dead. Now go out and encourage your men. I swear by the Lord that if you don't go out, not a man will be left with you by nightfall. This will be worse for you than all the calamities that have come on you from your youth till now. So the king got up and took his seat in the gateway. When the men were told the king is sitting in the gateway, they all came before him. Meanwhile, the Israelites had fled to their homes. David returns to Jerusalem. Throughout the tribes of Israel, all the people were arguing among themselves, saying, The king delivered us from the hand of our enemies. He is the one who rescued us from the hand of the Philistines. But now he has fled the country to escape from Absalom. And Absalom, whom we anointed to rule over us, has died in battle. So why do you say nothing about bringing the king back? King David sent this message to Sadok and Abiathar, the priest. Ask the elders of Judah, why should you be the last to bring the king back to his palace? Since what is being said throughout Israel has reached the king at his quarters. You are my relatives, my own flesh and blood. So why should you be the last to bring back the king? And say to Amasa, are you not my own flesh and blood? May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if you're not the commander of my army for the life and place of Joab. He won over the hearts of the men of Judah, so that they were all of one mind. They sent word to the king, Return you and all your men. Then the king returned and went as far as the Jordan. Now the men of Judah had come to Gilgal to go out and meet the king and bring him across the Jordan. Shimei, son of Gera, the Benjamite from Bahurim, hurried down with the men of Judah to meet King David. With him were a thousand Benjamites, along with Ziba, the steward of Saul's household, and his fifteen sons and twenty servants. They rushed to the Jordan where the king was. They crossed at the ford to take the king's household over and to do whatever he wished. When Shimei, son of Gera, crossed the Jordan, he fell prostrate before the king and said to him, May my lord not hold me guilty. Do not remember how your servant did wrong on the day my lord the king left Jerusalem. May the king put it out of his mind, for I, your servant, know that I have sinned, but today have come here as the first from the tribe of Joseph to come down and meet my lord the king. Then Abishai, son of Zeruiah, said, Shouldn't Shimei be put to death for this? He cursed the Lord's anointed. David replied, What does this have to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah? What right do you have to interfere? Should anyone be put to death in Israel today? Don't I know that today I am king over Israel? So the king said to Shimei, You should not die. And the king promised him an oath. Mephibosheth, Saul's grandson, also went down to meet the king. He had not taken care of his feet or trimmed his mustache or washed his clothes from the day the king left until the day he returned safely. 
When he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, the king asked him, Why didn't you go with me, Mephibosheth? He said, My lord the king, since I, your servant, am lame, I said, I will have my donkey saddled and will ride on it, so I can go with the king. But Ziba, my servant, betrayed me, and he has slandered your servant to my lord the king. My lord the king is like an angel of God, so do whatever you wish. All my grandfather's descendants deserve nothing but death from my lord the king. But you gave your servant a place among those who eat at your table. So what right do I have to make any more appeals to the king? The king said to him, Why say more? I ordered you and Ziba to divide the land. Mephibosheth said to the king, Let him take everything, now that my lord the king has returned home safely. Barzillai, the Gileadite, also came down from Rojalim to cross the Jordan with the king and to send him on his way from there. Now, Barzillai was very old, 80 years of age. He had provided for the king during his stay in Mahanaim, for he was a very wealthy man. The king said to Barzillai, Cross over with me and stay with me in Jerusalem, and I will provide for you. But Barzillai answered the king, How many more years will I live that I should go up to Jerusalem with the king? Am I now 80 years old? Can I tell the difference between what is enjoyable and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats and drinks? Can I still hear the voices of male and female singers? Why should your servant be an added burden to my lord the king? Your servant will cross over the Jordan with the king for a short distance. But why should the king reward him in this way? Let your servant return, that I may die in my own town near the tomb of my father and mother. But here is your servant, Kilham. Let him cross over with my lord the king. Do for him whatever you wish. The king said, Kilham should cross over with me, and I will do for him whatever you wish. And anything you desire from me, I will do for you. So all the people crossed the Jordan, and the king crossed over. The king kissed Barsile and bid him farewell, and Barsile returned to his home. When the king crossed over to Gilgal, Kiham crossed with him. All the troops of Judah and half the troops of Israel had taken the king over. Soon, all the men of Israel were coming to the king and saying to him, Why did our brothers, the men of Judah, steal the king away and bring him in his household to cross the Jordan together with all his men? All the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, We did this because the king is closely related to us. Why are you angry about it? Have you eaten any of the king's provision? Have we taken anything for ourselves? And the men of Israel answered the men of Judah, We have ten shares in the king. So we have greater claim on David than you have. Why then do you treat us with contempt? Weren't we the first to speak to bring him back our king? But the men of Judah pressed the claims even more forcefully than the men of Israel. So here we see David returning back to the city of Jerusalem after the death of his son Absalom. And instead of seeking revenge, he's actually making amends and forgiving all those who actually rose up against him. So let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for this message, for the wisdom contained in it. We see that revenge is not for us to take, but it's only yours, only belongs to you, Father God. Only you have the right. We are to forgive even those who wrong us, even those who try to kill us. We should forgive them. And we should always look towards your son, Jesus. He forgave those who tortured him and killed him on the cross. And he was sinless, guiltless. How much more us who are full of guilt, how much more should we forgive? Because we have been forgiven and we have been given eternal salvation, even though we don't deserve it. So Father, let us always think of this 
Let the Holy Spirit guide our decisions and our thoughts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes today's reinterpretation of 2 Samuel chapter 19. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.